Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Welcome you to episode 126 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And you know, Pastor, I was just thinking about all the different subjects and things that we've covered over these last couple of years. And the reason I'm saying that is because that's a resource for everybody. They it, can go back is, and listen. Right. It's not just the newest one, but they can go back and say, oh, that's when they were talking about and listen to that one too and invite their friends to listen. Yeah. So uh, as as you do that, then uh, invite your friends not only to listen to the most recent, but maybe uh, seed them a little bit with some other things yeah. that they yeah. might want to listen to. There's going to be a point where we run out of stuff to talk about. I don't think so. We I have, don't know, man. We have that 66 books in the Bible, so I think I we can you're right. You're right. Man, it, there's been a lot of talking. <laughs> we have, and that's amazing <laughs> to think about how, how much we talk. Today. It's been a lot of talking. Amen. Well, uh, it, what our goal is, is always, is to help you, as we say, connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Understand the biblical principles, put mm-hmm. them into your life, make them work, and you can really do that every single day. And that leads me to this very interesting thing that we're going to be talking about, and I shouldn't say thing, but this very interesting <laughs> subject that, we, that we're that we going to be talking about today, and that is... I the, can't get you guys to stop saying things. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I've done a pretty good job You've of done my better, messages. Right? You've done better. So if, if you're listening, I, I kind of a, a pet peeve when it comes to preaching and communication. And Points public. and things. Points and things are just ambiguous words. We shouldn't say them because they don't mean anything. Thing and, means nothing. But we can make them mean anything we want. We can make them mean anything we want. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. How's your Christmas shopping going, by the way? Uh, Amazon is, you know, is my friend. You got some right more to now. do? Oh, always. I always save some for Christmas Eve because I'm that person. Well, you, you go on Amazon on Christmas Eve and shop? Oh, no, no, no. I, like I, go, can't get it. I go to the stores. Okay. I save it. My kids are here. We go out. We have pizza. That's terrible. We shop till about 1 or 2 o'clock and then go back home. So mm. it's just, mm. it's, a, it's a tradition we've been doing since I, since I was about 7 or 8 years yeah. old. We so. do Christmas Day on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's great, too. Uh, that is, you don't like okay. it? I mean, I, well, we, we travel every Christmas. We yeah, go yeah. My, my in-laws every Christmas. And so to fit it all in, we have to adjust the schedule. So we do our family Christmas, us and the boys, uh, on Christmas Eve. And then we typically travel to Augusta to mm-hmm. spend Christmas Day with my parents. And then we usually leave the day after Christmas to go to New Orleans to spend Christmas week with Stacey. It's a lot of traveling. Yeah, I will say so. Man. But we did that. We used to do that, and we would do it early so that we could travel. Same yeah. same situation. We it's tried a, it one time, bringing all the stuff with us. Ugh, that was rough. It's a 45-hour drive to New Orleans. I know it is. Man, it's wild. Mobile's not. I just got back from Mobile, yeah. and I'm telling you, it's that's a long haul in and of itself. Ah, so. Man, man. So Christmas is here. Christmas. How's your um, decorating coming? It's yeah, coming. Did you win your competition that you put on for yourself? Yeah, I, I'm winning right now. And I'll say, I mean, I'm not even joking. I'm winning. Even if, I mean, nobody's put up anything. So, uh, so you, you know, bought yourself of, your own gift strands. card because you're going to be the winner of your own competition yeah, that have, you designed. I have it right here in my back pocket and I'm going to go, I'm going to go or, uh, get something today. <laughs> okay. A mini waffle maker. 
but it wasn't from my contest. Actually, it was another <laughs> contest that I won. You're just a winner all the way around. I, your own contest that you create. And, when you yeah. get old, you get you win a lot. I don't know what it is. You know, <laughs> Publishers Clearing House <laughs> and all that stuff. You're a winner, Trey. You're always a winner in my book. <laughs> oh, thank you, Pastor. Yeah, man. Yeah. All righty. We're going to be talking about something called the Old Testament law. And I, uh, if you've ever read through the Bible, uh, you have been uh, bogged down in Leviticus and Deuteronomy and other books that are just uh, law heavy. And you just go, wow, even Exodus, you know, you go, wow, what in lot. the world does this mean? It's a lot. Um, so today we're going to be talking about tips for reading the Old Testament law. So uh, tell us how that works yeah, so, and how, how we're going to get there. Okay, so when you think about the Old Testament law, it is a challenge to read because there is a lot of law in the Old Testament. You think about you've got the, the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, you know, we, we call those those five books the Pentateuch or um or the Torah, uh, that, that, that means instruction or law, right? And so um, these five books are filled with, with statements from God uh, as how his people were to live before him. And, 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 you know, you think about the Ten Commands, they're mm-hmm. pretty, you know, cut and dry. Most of us are familiar with the Ten Commands. But then you get into all these other laws that just honestly get kind of weird. I was going to say you know? some are very strange. Yeah, you know, what to do when you... You know, do this and um, how you eat, how you eat, how yeah. you how you dress. Don't yeah. mix threads together. How you plow your fields? How you plow your fields? What you do with the harvest and letting people eat from your field that don't have any money? I mean, mm-hmm. just all kinds mm-hmm. of wild things. And and these were the expectations that God had for His ancient people. And then we read through that and we're like, well, what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. Because you know we, we mix threads together all the time. You know, <laughs> or we don't. I mean, not many of us are farmers harvesting fields and we're not, and, and we're, we're not, not letting people come and glean on our fields or. You know, there, there's talk in the uh, Old Testament law about slavery and what, how mm-hmm. to how to deal with your slaves. And, well, we don't have slaves, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, there's just lots of laws in the Old Testament that we read and like, what, what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. And, and then we uh, get into this idea of covenants and you have the Old Covenant, Old Testament and the New Covenant, mm-hmm. New Testament. So does the Old Testament law, does it even apply to us? Because, you know, we... We're under the grace of Christ. And so just trying to think through those things and, and just learning how to read the Old Testament law because it is God's word for us. And it is beneficial. So just we need some tips. We need to know what to do to make our way through this interesting and difficult section of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I will say this is a struggle for me. Yeah, this yeah. is a struggle. You probably even yeah, uh, I do struggle, struggle with, with it, the trying law to figure out how to figure get how through. To, yeah. And how to just how to apply it and, 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 and see what it, what it has to say for me in my life and, and in our church. It's, it's just, it's a challenge to, mm-hmm. but it's good. I mean, there's lots of, of reasons why we should be students of the, the Torah, because there's so much in here that points mm-hmm. us to, you know, grace and in, in our Lord Jesus Christ. So it, it is good. We need to learn how to read it well so yeah. we can enjoy it as yeah, an, I, uh, an important part of God's word to us. And I think the key word there is a challenge. Make, yeah. make it a challenge, not a struggle. Yeah. And I think we see it as a struggle. Oh boy, I got to read Exodus today or whatever, you know, yeah. and I've actually heard people say that I'm in the middle of Leviticus and I don't know what to do with it, you know. <laughs> Go so, to another book. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you learn how to read it. You learn how yeah, to read it. We, we do. Well, let's talk about some of these tips for reading the Old Testament law. The first is this, know why the law was given. Okay, so let's understand, because when you think about that word law, Trey, and when most of our audience thinks about that word law, we think about law. Mm-hmm. If you have speed, you get a ticket. Yeah. 
If you, you know, if you steal something, you, you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. We think about laws that are on the books in our city, in our state, in our nation. Think about local laws, state laws, federal laws. I mean, and so that's what comes to mind. And so if you break the law, there is a punishment for breaking yeah, the law. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way society works, that, that we have to have laws in order to govern our society. So when you think about law in the Old Testament, don't think so much about that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, th- this isn't like they had the police rolling around and if you, you know, mixed your threads together, they were going to come to your house and arrest you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you need to think, we, we, we use the word law and that's not an incorrect word to use. Um, you know, I've read in some, some commentaries that talk about the law that, that this idea of law was more of instruction, mm-hmm. right? This is how you live before God. And so, so, so you have to remember now that we're given the law initially in the book Exodus, right? Mm. That that Moses uh, ascends Mount Sinai and he's given the law. And so we talked about weeks ago, this idea of narrative, that, that you have a story in the Bible. Genesis, Exodus are, are telling us a story of God's ancient people. So the law is given to us in the context of a story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? So it's not when you read through, and even when you read through Leviticus, I mean, Leviticus is very heavy in, in law, um, in, in, in ritual law, mm-hmm. laws on how the people were to bring their sacrifices to the tabernacle to worship. Uh, so, so, but even in Leviticus, there's, there's story, uh, not much like the other, uh, first five books of the Bible, but there, but there, but um, my point is this law is given in the context of a story, the story of God's people, how God is, is, is calling a people to himself for them to be his people. Yeah. This is a relational story. Mm-hmm. So when you think about Old Testament law, you do need to think about covenant. Mm-hmm. That 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 covenant is is more of the idea here than, you know, going to, you know, speeding down the street and, you know, getting a <laughs> ticket for it. The idea here is relationship. God is giving this law so his mm-hmm. people who he's called out of Egypt who will eventually go into the promised land so they will know how to live in a right relationship with him. The law is given in the context of a relationship that God is forming with his people. I want you to be loyal to me. Mm-hmm. And, and as you are loyal to me, here are the blessings that you're going to experience in your life. So, so I don't want you to think about law in the sense of, you know, again, like we think about in our culture with police and judges and all those kinds of things. I want you to think in the context of, of God is establishing a relationship with his people. Mm-hmm. And he's telling his people, okay, here's how you live in relationship before me. Be loyal to me in this way. But also with the understanding, right, that, that we know this, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but with this understanding that that God gives this law, this covenant, if you will, knowing that his people ultimately will not be able to fulfill all that mm. the covenant requires. They never they never were able to. And so what Paul's going to say later on in the book of Galatians is this law is a tutor. Mm. It, it was given, right, to show us ultimately our need for a savior. It's good. The law's good. Mm-hmm. Paul's going to say that too. It's good, right? Uh, but but we cannot in our own power, nor could the ancient Hebrew people that could not fulfill it in their own power. They they needed to walk by faith, and as they walked by faith, God was going to give them. He talks about in Deuteronomy, writing the law in their hearts. He's going to give them the ability uh, to live for Him as they walk by faith, and and that's what what's missing mm-hmm. among the Hebrew people. When you read through the Old Testament, this, you have this story, don't you, of of God calling His people to walk in relationship with Him, but they fell miserably over and over again. Right, right, right. All right. First tip: know why the law was given, and this has been so we got to figure out, right? That yeah, makes sta- sense. Well, it's Clear. just making an establishing foundation yeah. kind of helps us move forward yeah. here. And the second is this: Old Testament law is not binding for Christians. Okay. So here's where we need to understand what's going on here. We are not a people of the old covenant. 
we're people right. of the new covenant, mm-hmm. right? So you think about all the different scriptures uh, that remind us of that reality. For example, Paul says in Romans chapter 6, or verses 14 through 15, Romans 6, 14 through 15, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Mm-hmm. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? So there's a lot going on in that passage. I'm not going to you know take the time to walk us through all that. But Paul says, you're not under the law. You're mm-hmm. under grace. Mm-hmm. Or he also says in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, Paul talks about how we're under the law of Christ, Mm -hmm. right? So we are not an old covenant people. We are a new covenant people. Mm -hmm. And so so the law, the Old Testament law, is not binding on us. Mm -hmm. In other words, um, we don't take the Old Testament and say, okay, here's what I got to do to live in right relationship with God. It's not our covenant. Our covenant is is a covenant of grace through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and so so just think about how that plays out, okay? So because I can, I, and you might have heard this, Trey, because you and I we've been pastoring for a long time, and you know, I don't hear this as much anymore. But when I was you know uh, a, a kid, or even when I was starting out in ministry, I would hear things like this as people tried to interpret the Old Testament law. Um, you shouldn't get a tattoo, yeah, because the Old Testament says you shouldn't get a tattoo, right? Well, there there were reasons why. God said that to his people in, in that covenant relationship, mm-hmm. because, you know, in, in a lot of ways, getting a, a tattooed on, on your body uh, was, was a sign that you belong to what? Some other pagan God, exactly. you know? And so, so there was a context in which God spoke that law too, uh, that was, was for the nation of Israel because he was trying to separate them uh, from all the other peoples, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you can't take that, you shouldn't get tattooed, and apply it in, in a New Testament grace context because mm-hmm. the context is completely different. That, that's not binding on us, obviously, because the Old Testament law is not binding on us. Or think about right. this one. And I heard, even heard this as a, um, and, and this one, it, it gets a little bit sensitive because it, it kind of reveals some of our, you know, um, prejudices as, as, as a people. But I remember um, even as a pastor, starting out now I thought this was wild I thought we had gotten past some of this stuff but you know the things like um, interracial dating mm-hmm. or interracial marriage mm-hmm. oh well the Bible says back in the Old Testament we shouldn't you know no 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 that's not it has nothing not, to, do, to, has with nothing to do with it has nothing to do with because what, in that covenant relationship that God was establishing with his people he was making them distinct from the other mm-hmm. nations and so he was wanting them to stay within their people right don't marry those Canaanites don't marry those pagans because they will and they did and that's and what they happened did it anyway they influence you think about Solomon <laughs> as an example of that right yes. and so it, it drew them away yeah. from God and so when you read about that and this that and the, the the way to apply those Old Testament laws are not to say well since God you know, told Israelites not to marry outside of their nation, then, well, well, we can't do interracial dating or marriage because that, no, that's not, that's not, no. So that's what we've done though. We, we will, we will take that Old Testament law sometimes as if it mm-hmm. is still binding mm-hmm. on us. And then we'll find some of those crazy laws say, oh, you can't do that because this has this, or this says that, right? And so just know that for us as followers of Jesus, the Old Testament law, it's not our law. That's right. I mean, there, there's much there for us to learn, Mm-hmm. And so kind of thinking of the Old Testament law uh, in, in the, in, 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 as an ideal, mm. right? That what God was teaching his people in the Old Testament was how he wanted them to walk faithfully before them, mm-hmm. right? Now, God knows they can't fulfill all those laws. They're not perfect, that ultimately they need a Savior. Uh, but, but he's trying to teach them how to walk in a right relationship with him. And so, so if you look at it, there's some ideals there. You think about the, the law of Sabbath, for example, mm-hmm keep and honor the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Mm -hmm. The ideal there is God wants us to have this, this, this idea of a rest in our lives, right? That, because you think about even the Sabbath, 
when we're going to talk about this in a moment. When we, when we see some of the Old Testament laws repeated in the New Testament, it's not the repeated. Sabbath isn't. But the principle's there, mm-hmm. right? Find rest. Mm-hmm. Not a day of the week, but find rest in God himself, mm-hmm. right? And so, so there's some ideals in the Old Testament law that are really beneficial for us to think through as New Testament followers of Jesus who are under the grace of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? That makes sense to you? And so, so this idea of knowing why the law was given, it was given in an ancient context to God's chosen people so they might know how to walk before him and, and, and know that it is not binding on us. We are not an Old Testament Hebrew people living in the wilderness, getting ready to go into, Mount, uh, go, go into the promised mm-hmm. land. We are a New Testament people who have been saved by Jesus Christ. Paul tells us, all right, that I've, I've come to, uh, uh, that Christ has come to uh, fulfill the law. Well, Jesus says that, I've come to fulfill the law. Uh, and then Paul tells us, you know, you're not under the law, you're under grace. And mm-hmm. so just keeping that in mind as we read through uh, the, the New Testament. All right. So it's not binding. Uh, we do hopefully understand a little bit more why it was given. Yeah. And then third, some Old Testament laws are reiterated in the New Testament. So yeah. what do we do with that then? So, yeah, you, you obey them, right? Okay. But, but, but understand the motivation. Yeah. So you, you think about it. You think about, okay, let's think about what's not in the New Testament for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talked about that. We talked about things like, you know, some of the things we, 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 we assume from the Old Testament. But you think about things like the Sabbath, not repeated. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, you think about even tithing. Mm. You think about the Old Testament law of tithing. It's a big deal. Right. But you don't see tithing, the mm. command to tithe, repeated in the New Testament. Now, do I believe we should tithe? I, well, actually, no. I don't believe we should tithe. I should believe we should do better than that. Yeah, amen. This idea of grace amen. giving, right? That, that tithing is a principle, a guideline for us as New Testament Christians. This is a good place to start, but God wants you to be generous with everything that amen. you have. And, and so going above and beyond that. And so you think about those things that in the New Testament really, you know, because we're not under the law. You have some of those laws that obviously are not repeated in the New Testament. But you remember what Jesus said when Jesus... Jesus was asked, what is the greatest law? Jesus said, well, the greatest law is this. Love the Lord your Amen. God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so think about it. If you think about the Old Testament law, the Old Testament law, that that's what it ultimately was designed to do, mm-hmm. is to help people understand what it meant to live in a right relationship with God and a right relationship with others. And Jesus said, and all the law and prophets hinge on this, that mm-hmm. you love God all heart, mind, and soul, and you love your neighbor as yourself. That is, that is the law of Christ, right? right that we love. Love God with everything we are and love uh, our neighbor as ourselves. You understand? And so, so that's what's reiterated in the New Testament. And, and, and then you have other things, right, that help us, New Testament, to know how to live out that royal law of Jesus Christ, right? To love God, everything we are, love our neighbor as ourselves. You think about, for example, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus repeats Old Testament law in the Sermon on the Mount. Right? Yeah, he you does. Think, you think he about, says you have heard it said. You have heard it said. You have heard it said, you should not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. Well, I say to you, if you lust after a woman, you've committed adultery in your heart, right? And so what Jesus does is he takes his Old Testament law and he gets to the heart. Yeah, right down to where it really matters. Right. It's, it's not about the external mm-hmm. as much as it's about the internal. That, that as you depend upon Jesus Christ, as you trust in him, God wants to do a work in your heart where, where on the inside of you, you want to honor the Lord by, by, by not even lusting after someone. Mm-hmm. That's loving God and that's loving, you know, someone else too. You see what I'm saying? Uh, he says, you've heard it said, don't commit murder. Well, I say to you what? 
if you hold on to anger in your heart, yeah. you're, you're guilty. Again, Jesus makes it a matter of the heart. And, 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 and he's showing us as he makes it a matter of the heart, how we honor the Lord, how we love the Lord with our hearts by, by not holding on to hatred, mm-hmm. right? And how we love others by not holding on to hatred, but, but dealing with it, making things right, you see? And so, so Jesus takes the law. Um, he fulfills it. He does what we cannot do. He, he obeys God. He dies in our place. He rises again. And he gives his spirit to us. His spirit now dwells within us and his spirit empowers us to live our lives as we depend on him in such a way that we love God with all that we are and we love our neighbor as ourselves, mm-hmm. you see? And so when I say that the New Testament, in the New Testament, some of those laws are reiterated. They're reiterated to help us to know how to love God and how to love our neighbor, you see? You think about, um, you know, all the places in the New Testament where uh, we're, we're told to uh, flee from sexual immorality, mm-hmm. Right, I mean that's prevalent in the Old Testament. It's also prevalent in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Why? Because as we flee sexual immorality, we're showing our love for the Lord, mm-hmm. and we're showing our love for other people, and we're showing our love for our spouse if we're married, obviously. Uh, so, so you have these uh, um, Old Testament laws reiterated in New Testament to remind us of 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 Christ's desire for us to love Him with everything we are, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So the heart of the matter is it really is a matter of the heart. Yeah, and really we find freedom in that. You know, to not, can you imagine me in the Old Testament and just saying, well, I'm going to lust after this woman all my life, but I'm just not going to commit adultery with her. Yeah. Yeah. What a bondage that must have been. Yeah. Yeah. And yet Jesus says, hey, let's get the heart right. And when you get the heart right, it is freeing to that. So that's right, Trey. That's exactly, that's a good point. So to obey the external, Mm -hmm. right? To obey the external, but yet on the inside to not honor the Lord with your heart, right? So, mm-hmm. so you can go your whole life without, without committing adultery, mm-hmm. but every day lust after someone. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that demonstrate about your relationship with Jesus? <laughs> That's a bad, you, you don't have much it, it, relationship. Yeah, it doesn't demonstrate that you've gotten it. Yeah. Right. The point of the old Testament law was to, to lead people to live in a right relationship with God, which they failed at, which we fell out, mm-hmm. fell at. And, and so, so, you know, it is a matter of the heart. That's what, 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 what God is teaching us through his word, that I want your heart. I want your heart. Mm-hmm. I want your heart. And as when Christ comes and redeems us through his grace, he and empowers us, mm-hmm. he, he, he is writing the law in our hearts. He's changing our hearts in such a way that we'll love God with everything we are and that we'll love our neighbors as ourselves. Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, all three, the major prophets, said that over and yeah, over again. I'm yeah. giving you a new heart, yeah. a heart that's going to change. And and so that's what we see in the New Testament. We see God looking for, I feel like, a new heart. Right. Not necessarily to look at a law and say, okay, i got to obey that, grit yeah. my teeth, and just no, do that's, it. Yeah, that's not it. It's grace, yeah. right? God has given us grace so that as we walk with Jesus, we're able to mm-hmm. live in the way that God wants Amen. us to live. Fourth tip. Read the law as God's word for you. Okay, now let's get into some nitty gritty for just a moment. So you have, we've talked about how it's it's for ancient Israel. It's not binding on you. Uh, You're a person under grace, but it's some of those are repeated in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, but it's all under this idea of because Christ is in you. Now you Mm -hmm. love God, everything you are, and you love your neighbor yourself. Right? We got all that. So nitty gritty. Okay, you need to read the Old Testament law because it's beneficial for you. And there are things that you learn to help you in your walk with Jesus. Okay, so so some divide up the law in this way. And maybe this is helpful, maybe it's not helpful. I think it's a little bit helpful. Um, they talk about the law and they talk about, you know, you've got some laws that are are, are civil laws, mm-hmm. right? How, how the nation of Israel was supposed to relate inside of that specific nation, uh, laws that governed over um, what it looked like to live as an Israelite, mm-hmm. right? You have um, ceremonial law, yeah. right? The, the rituals. You think about Leviticus and the um, 
sacrificial system. And then yeah. you had, you know, Ten Commands, the moral law, you know, kind of those timeless principles, you see. Uh, so so kind of thinking through, okay, when I'm reading through Leviticus, for example, that that is that is ritual worship. God establishing a sacrificial system for his people, mm-hmm. right? So they could experience his presence and so they could walk in his forgiveness. Mm-hmm obviously we do not sacrifice anything as far as animals, right? We give our lives as a sacrifice to the Lord, but Jesus Christ has made the ultimate sacrifice. But as we read through Leviticus and we read through those difficult passages about, you know, sacrifice and whatever it is and how you do it and what you do with the blood and all that kind of stuff, uh, there is this idea of God's holiness. And Mm -hmm. we're, we're learning as we read through Leviticus, how holy God is and how he desires, you know, the best that we have and all those kinds of things. And we're learning, right. That, that we're not holy Mm. and that we need a mediator. You see, that's why Hebrews is in a lot of ways is a great commentary on the book of Leviticus because Hebrews points us to Christ and that, that great mediator that he is, that is our sacrifice and our high priest. But as you're reading through Levitical law, there's this, there's this guiding principle, if you will, of the holiness of God and Mm -hmm. how he desires us to live holy before him. We don't sacrifice, right? Mm. Because Christ is a sacrifice, but there is much for us to learn about, you know, the kind of worship that God desires from his people in the book of Leviticus. It's not our law, right? It's not binding on us because Christ is the fulfillment of the law, but there's much for us to learn in Leviticus. You see, or you think about, you know, some of those, um, those laws that were given to the people, for example, with, with slavery and how they were to treat their, their slaves and what, you know, when we think about slavery, we think about, you know, an American context, but it was completely different, but that's another conversation for another day. But, 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 you know, in that, you know, we're, we're learning, I mean, that's not binding on us, obviously, but we're learning about relationships and how Mm -hmm. to treat people with, with care and with dignity and, and all those kinds of things. And so, you know, while those Old Testament laws are not binding on us, there are certainly things to learn. Mm -hmm. And so asking God to help you as you read the law to see those eternal timeless principles that are there in those ancient Old Testament books because they're there for you to, to, to learn from and to hear God speak even in those, those hard and difficult laws that are sometimes difficult to understand. Yeah, and, and I think we read through those things, and when we come to them, we just don't know what to do. Yeah. And so what we end up doing, which I think is also throwing the baby out with the bathwater, we just say, that doesn't, that doesn't count, that doesn't count. We yeah. just kind of scan through them, say, ah, that doesn't count. Whereas there are, there are some timeless principles that we are learning. Absolutely. Like you, uh, and I like that idea that... P, uh, slaves are never considered in the Old Testament chattel or right, possessions. Right, right, right. They were people, right? And you had to you had to treat them right. Yeah. And slavery was an institution of the of that day. Yeah. Uh, and all the way into the Roman period, and we even have to talk of slavery in the New Testament yeah. as well. So you know we know that, but the whole principle is that these are people, absolutely, and treat them with the worth that they absolutely. deserve, absolutely. Well, Pastor, I think this has uh, been an eye-opening thing. I think it's uh, uncomfortable for a lot of us to talk about because we don't want to somehow think. It's hard that, to think about. We yeah, don't know what just, to do with it. We just don't want to deal with it. Um, but I think this has helped us think about that. So yeah. we, we have somebody that is really struggling right now. They're in the slap dab in the middle of the book of Leviticus. <laughs> all right. And they're going, what in the world does it mean that I should not uh, eat anything with blood in it or whatever? So how do, how do we how, give us just a go-to principle yeah. as we're reading through that yeah. to get us through. One principle is keep reading, right? Don't give up, keep reading. A second principle is, you know, as you are reading through those Old Testament laws, always think Jesus. Mm-hmm. How is Jesus' fulfillment of these laws? I like how that. is Jesus' fulfillment, yeah. fulfillment of laws? And how do I live in light of how Christ fulfilled these laws? So always think Christ. How does this point me to Jesus? It, as you're reading through scripture, 
in general, mm-hmm. if you'll always be asking that question, Amen. How, do I, how does this point me to Jesus and what he's done for me, then that will help you immensely as you're trying to understand Scripture and in every genre. We've learned that in Genesis Absolutely. This, this, these past, Absolutely. this past year. It's been Absolutely. amazing. Well, Pastor, thank you so much for this. And uh, as we uh, get ready for next week, why don't you close us out and prepare us? All right. I hope today's been helpful for you and a blessing to you. And if it's been an encouragement to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivery device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. 